0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Faith and Fandom podcast. Today we're doing an audio chapter, rough draft of the chapter Across the Spider Verse You versus the World from what will be Faith and Fandom Book Nine. Here we go. In a foreign world, out of your element, everyone around you has come to a belief of something you absolutely cannot support, disagreeing with people around you can lead to your downfall. This describes not only Miles Morales, but also three young anomalies known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to swing a bit deeper into both their stories. Miles and Gwen spent a lot of their time after Into the Spider-Verse, longing for community. Longing to be part of a group. Longing for somewhere to belong. As Gwen states, I've always wanted to be in a band. Guess I just never found the right one. In this line of work, you always wind up as a solo act. Miles echoes similar thoughts. Sometimes I just wish I wasn't the only one. Isolation can be a killer. Emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. That's why when we get the opportunity to join a group or community, it can be so empowering or enthralling. Because we see it as a chance to finally be free of isolation. We see this forcefully put on the young Israelites in the book of Daniel. Jerusalem was besieged and young leaders were taken into the community of the king. We see in Daniel chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. Sorry, Daniel 1 3 through 5. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter into the king's service. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were four of these young men and they suddenly found themselves part of a group and a collective they never anticipated. After blazing their own trail and setting themselves apart, they were able to move forward in their journeys. We see in Daniel 2:48 and 49, Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all of its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. These were young men that found themselves suddenly part of an organization they never imagined, and while they weren't there on the best of terms, they were there nonetheless. This is similar to how Gwen found herself as part of the Spider Society. She was the fallout of a battle, not only with the vulture, but also with her father. She was brought reluctantly by Miguel and Jess, She was part of the group, but also clearly not fully welcomed. When Miles learned of the society, though, it was all he could hope for. A community of people that understood him. A chance to see his friends and, most importantly, Gwen. He would have the chance to prove himself among the ranks of Spider-Men, but he wasn't welcomed, as he would soon find out. Gwen tells Miles that that there aren't really a lot of slots. She tells him that it's a small elite strike force, she tries to gently dissuade him, but after the, cannon disrupted, after the cannon is disrupted in Mumbatton, Miles finds out firsthand just how unwelcome he is. Even in the process, Miles is still pining to be part of the group, to be part of the family, part of the community. Hobie asks Miles an important question. Why do you want to be part of this lot? Miles didn't fully understand who these people were. Or what they were about. What he did understand is that he didn't want to be alone. Hobie further warns Miles before things fall apart, don't enlist till you know what war you're fighting. Isolation is painful, but the wrong association can be equally dangerous. Back to our Israelites. Daniel has secured his place in the royal court and the three other are off administering over Babylon. Is at this time things get a bit rough. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image, by the way, this is going to be uh, Daniel 3 1 through 6. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. All of Nebuchadnezzar's leaders had to be part of this action, including Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It wasn't an idea that everyone it was an idea that everyone else was just seemingly decided to go along with without any complaints. Miles found himself in a similar place of tension when he found out the spider society's perspective on canon events and their willingness to just watch people die so that the narrative may live on. As Miguel states, they're canon chapters that are part of every spider story. Every time some good, some bad, some very bad. Canon events are the connections that bind our lives together. But these connections can be broken. You break enough cannon, save enough captains, we could lose everything. Miles responds, not surprisingly, what is this? Is this an intervention or something? Is that why you're here, to let me down easy? You can't ask me to not save my father. Miles later goes on to say, I wanted to be with you guys so badly, but this isn't what I thought it was. These young men across the board are facing this overwhelming pressure from the people they have connected and found identity in. They are expected to fall in line, to believe what everyone else believes, just like Miguel knew Miles would be trouble, other leaders of Nebuchadnezzar's regime knew Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would be trouble too. Daniel 3, 8-13, through 13. at this time some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so these men were brought before the king. The three Israelites found themselves bound and threatened with death before a king. Miles finds himself bound in a cage and later pursued and pinned to a moving train with an army in pursuit. The four of them were considered the enemy and in the place to be destroyed because they didn't fit the way the others agreed. They were the anomalies. As hard as being lonely and isolated is, they were willing to face that isolation and being antagonized to reject what others tried to force on them. We often find ourselves in places of conflict, whether it's cultural, ethical, political, or maybe even multiversal. You find yourself just seemingly being the one person who sees the situation differently and you just have to refuse to fall in line. Miles gave the famous line that captured the entirety of who he was and who he was going to be. Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Miles faced overwhelming odds in what seemed like sure defeat and still refused to bow down. His line and that delivery were absolutely iconic, but the three Israelites still have one of the most punk rock responses in the history of history. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Daniel three sixteen through 18 These guys said our God can save us, and even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. That's punk rock. Even Hobie would be proud. That's the kind of integrity and tenacity we should strive for in our daily lives, to be that bold, to have enough confidence in who we are and who our God is that we stop trying to fit into places we don't belong, and to choose those brief moments of human isolation and aggression over compromise and compliance. While we still have to wait for Beyond the Spider-Verse to release to see how Miles' story plays out, we do get a fantastic conclusion to the bold Hebrews. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men we tied and threw up into the fire? They replied, certainly your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego servants of the most high God come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor a hair on their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there were no smells of fire on them. The Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve and worship any god except their own god." Daniel 3 19-28 The three Israelites' bold declaration of faith and integrity paid off. It did so in such a way that it changed the entire landscape of a country. Miles' boldness may very well prove to change the concept of canon events and how it plays in the multiverse. What I do know is that if you live confidently in the knowledge of who God called you to be and who he is without conforming to the world around you, that you will in time change the world around you. It may not require pyrotechnics or, or a multiversal event travel, but it will be in ways that impact the world you live in and the kingdom of God. This has been the rough draft for uh, Across the Verse, Use Versus the World. Thanks for taking the time to listen. You can find this in print over at faithandfandom.org in the Marvel section or the book nine section. You can check that out there. Um, you can also see a hundred and plus other geeky devotionals there. And real quick, I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poyer, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Thank you all for supporting and helping make all of this possible. Book Nine is coming real close to done, like super close, so uh, you should be seeing that pretty soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and I hope you have a great day.